Hello and welcome back to another episode of Good Grief, a frank conversation about mourning. Today I have a special guest with me in studio to discuss how to navigate multiple facets of grief. Let's get started. As I've said before, grief can come in many different forms. When combined together, it can be difficult to fight the grief monster on its own. How do we tackle these experiences? Our next guest, Natasha Bashira, will dig into this with us in studio. Here's the interview. I now welcome in the studio with me, Natasha Bashira. How are you today? I'm wonderful, thank you. How are you? I'm good, uh, and thank you for coming on the show today. Um, I wanted to first uh, get your background with grief and uh, kind of discuss like a baseline what you wanted to talk about today. For sure. Um, I think to describe my relationship with grief, I would first need to define it and the different ways in which I've experienced it. So. For me, grief has come from a place of deep distress and sorrow, which stemmed mainly from loss, but other tumultuous experiences that caused me harm as well. So you hear about the five stages of grief, but for me, none of that really applied. Grief wasn't linear, and I don't believe that it ever really is for anyone. Um, So I experienced grief at 10 years old when my grandmother died. I experienced grief around the same age when my dad's father molested me as a child, and I experienced grief when I was bullied in grade eight. Um, that bullying was so severe that I was actually hospitalized. I experienced grief when my childhood friend from Army Cadets died from drowning in the Ottawa River. Uh, I was around 10 years old when that happened. I also experienced grief when I nearly died in a fire, um, and that displaced me from my family home. Um, I experienced it when my mother died when I was 19 years old, and when my family pets and when my foster pets have died. Um, I was also assaulted by my abusive and alcoholic ex-boyfriend, and uh, I was in my 20s around that time. I also experienced grief in a toxic work environment and uh, during the recovery from a serious illness. And I experienced grief when my place of work went bankrupt and I lost my job. So those losses came in different forms. I lost companionship. I lost experiences. I lost financial and intellectual support. I lost social and emotional support. And I lost plans and dreams. I guess um, what I'm saying is that I I lost a lot of hope. First of all, I'm really sorry to hear that you went through all that. And secondly, I'm glad that you're able to talk about this stuff uh, on the show with us. Um, My second question would be, what strategies have you used to process this grief? Because I'm sure at times it can be a lot to deal with. I think it's important to know and acknowledge that it's okay not to be okay. Um, to acknowledge that, you know, there's going to be pains and there's going to be emotions and to think through the situation and seek out healthy support. So um, if that means taking things one day at a time, um, taking care of yourself physically and emotionally, um, being patient to the healing process. And if you can't talk about how you feel, you can think of other ways that you want to express yourself, like in writing or, you know, through art or music. Um I think it's important to be forgiving and understand, again, that grief isn't a linear process and that life will continue to change. Um, 
you know, do things that bring you comfort as long as they're healthy, like turning to spiritual and religious practices and finding little things that make you smile and laugh. Because I think the most important thing is that it's okay to be happy again after grief. I know um, after my mom died, for example, you know, I thought to myself, what's the use in celebrating birthdays? What's the use in celebrating, you know, holidays? None of that really seemed to make sense anymore, you know. Um, But I, I came to a point where I realized, you know what, this is my mom would have wanted me to be happy and um, it's it's okay to celebrate. It's okay because life goes on. Yeah. yeah. And I think I one of the things that I found interesting, as you said, in writing, I think journaling is really helpful when you're trying to figure out, like going through grief because you learn a lot about yourself when you read it back. And it's like, it, yeah. I just I find that to be particularly powerful. Um, so how do you think your grief has transformed your life in both positive and negative aspects? Yeah, um, I think experiencing grief caused me physical and mental exhaustion. I think that can be said for pretty much anyone. Mm-hmm. I became really sick. I felt weak and I even acted out with uncharacteristic and erratic behavior. Grief caused me a, a ton of financial distress. Uh, I lost everything I owned in that fire, and I struggled with my mental health. I lost my mom at a time in my life when I was just figuring out who I was. Um, you know, at that critical time in your life when your mother is your, uh, especially as a young woman, my mother had so much to teach me about becoming who I was, um, you know, transforming from a child to an adult. And I didn't have her for that. You know, I. I lost her and I didn't have her to help me plan my wedding and I won't have her to turn to when I have kids. I lost my best friend when I lost my mom. I lost her recipes. I lost her spiritual traditions that I never learned in time. Grief isolated me and I lost interest in, um, as I said, celebrating birthdays and holidays. I missed out on different opportunities because I didn't see what the point was anymore. So there was that deep sense of hopelessness that I alluded to earlier when we were speaking. Um, But when I reflect back on what I've gained from experiencing grief, I come to realize that I found my own strength to become, uh, sorry, to overcome adversity and and to be resilient in that face of hopelessness. I gained wisdom. Um, I learned who my true friends were and the people who I could count on in good or bad. Grief brought me closer to those people. um, And and I was able to rid myself of the toxic relationships and build boundaries and and assertiveness to stand up for what I needed. Grief brought me closer to my spirituality and, you know, gave me this sense of identity. Um, and and I wouldn't be the person who I am today if I didn't experience grief in those ways. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned uh, you found who your true friends are and the, that sort of support. Um, has there been anything that anybody has said within your circle or kind of supported you during that time that has resonated with you the most? Yeah, I mean... Um, I wish I could say that there was uh, a support that resonated with me the most, but honestly, no. Uh, I tried therapy. I tried medication. I did turn to the people who I loved, and I I did immerse myself in the things that brought me joy, like dog rescue, which is a big part of who I am today. There were some social supports like Ottawa Victim Services and the Victims of Crime Compensation Unit. There were insurance policies. There were psychotherapists who did EMDR therapy with me for relief from PTSD. Um, I stayed in a shelter when I was fleeing from abuse. Friends and family let me stay with them when I needed to, and I sought out support from legal aid and made claims uh, where I could. So there was support, but you have to sort of rise above the grief to access it. 
you have to know where it is and how to access it. And uh, you were asking specifically about, you know, friends and, and words that they have shared with me. Um, to be honest, you know, um, when when things are going well, I have what you would call fair weather friends who are there. They'll party with you. They'll celebrate with you. Uh, they'll be there when things uh, are going great. But when things aren't going so great anymore, a lot of those friends tend to disappear. And so it's not necessarily the words um, that offered me support. But but when a friend was still there, when things uh, got difficult, when when somebody just checked in and said, hey, how are you doing? I'm thinking of you. Um, and and I realized, wow, like things aren't going great right now, but that person is still there. That's a sort of support that um, I had to attune myself to to um, to allow it to resonate with me and, and for it to sink in that I'm not alone. I'm not isolated. Those people are there. Yeah. And uh, I know you've uh, you've experienced multiple forms of grief, but um, after one of those particular experiences that you've shared with us. Uh, what advice would you give to the person you were before that experience? That's a great question. Um, I think it's important to learn to be independent, even if you don't have to. Um, you know, learn those family recipes, take more pictures, and if they're digital, back those photos up uh, in a million different places. Learn about your family history and, you know, about your religion, if that interests you. Uh, focus on the experiences and not the materialistic things because memories are are what matters most. Um, I think, you know, we focus so much on um, on the present that we don't often think about the past or the future. Um, and I think once you experience grief, you sort of live in the past. So uh, if you if you have memories that can bring you back to a better place, if you um, you know if you're missing your mom's favorite you know, recipe, then you can make it again. And and that's part of the healing process as well. So definitely just um, allowing yourself to process things step by step. You know, if I could give myself that one piece of advice, I think it would be definitely recipes and, and photos, lots of recipes and photos. Those are the comfort things in life that, uh, that help me move forward now. Okay, well, we'll leave that there. But thank you so much, Natasha, for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's now time for some post-interview thoughts. Natasha brought up an interesting point that has stayed with me since recording the interview. When things are going well, we can see many different people around us. You know, the ones we go with on a night out on the town to let loose. Or, as Natasha put it, the fair weather friends. However, their support may be limited. People can sometimes show their true colors when we are going through difficult experiences like grief. And it's important to make note of who supports you and who doesn't when you're down. Because ultimately, those people are the ones you know will support you no matter what. Thank you for listening to another episode of Good Grief, a frank conversation about mourning. To keep up with the show, follow us on our podcast page at goodgrief.transistor.fm. You can also follow me on X at TJ Sider. That's T-J-S-I-D-E-R. Next episode will be the final one of the first season, 
Thank you all for listening so far. It has been a fantastic experience. See you soon. Take care. Thank you.